0: Check check my check Far racing
1: Moto 60 Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get data on PulpOnX.com. Taking your
2: calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis.
3: Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We're on the air, the second one of the year, Thursday, January 10th, 11 a.m. Pacific. We've got a new time this year. One hour earlier than before. 702-586-7857. You know the number. 702-586-PULP. Let's talk some Glendale. Coming up this weekend, round two. Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Round one in in Anaheim has come and gone. The rain spoiled some of it. Some of the anticipation because we didn't quite see everything we needed to due to the weather and due to the rain and everything else. But it was a... For the most part, normal race, I would say. Um, so, yeah, give us a call. We are going to give away a fly racing uh, pit jacket today, or a set of Maxis MXST tires as well, used by the cat. AJ Cantanzaro pulled the whole shot um, uh, uh, at uh, LCQ. Then he slid out or he screwed up something using at maxis tires mxst tires of course developed by the king jeremy mcgrath uh also want to thank the folks at get uh basically this the get thing is whether it's two stroke or four stroke it's impossible to not fall in love with them it's already happened to most famous ama supercar riders get revolution by technology uh ecu units for two and four stroke bikes and feels like totally riding a totally different bike improved rideability maximized performance improved throttle response also, to the folks at Pro Taper, JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky worldwide using Pro Taper components. They got the micro line of bar and grips that are on the KJSC line. Uh, if you got a little one, please think about the, K- the micro line on Pro Taper. And also to bars, sprockets, uh, crossbar bars, crossbar less bars, uh, 7 8 bars, whatever it is, Pro Taper has got you covered. You know the name back in the day when Bradshaw used it. And most of all, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Man, they've stepped up uh, for 2019 with all things pulp, and uh, they are doing a great job presenting sponsors of the Monster Energy Supercar Series as well. They've got all the things on display each and every weekend, so if you're going to the race, stop by the WPS Fly Racing Hospitality Rig. Maybe I'll be there. If not, ask for Max. Bug the shit out of him. And uh, please check out flyracing.com. For 2019, they introduced the gear and technologies that redefine the riding experience. Fly commitment to creating special products that exceed expectations for fit, style, and safety is reflected across the spectrum. Fly Racing continues to devotion to riding and riders everywhere. Uh, Fly Racing, real products for real riders. Uh, Absolutely love these guys. Love this company. And, of course, I have been using Fly Racing mountain bike products lately. The gloves. The media glove is my favorite. The helmet uh, fits great. It's got the little dial system on the back and uh, jerseys and everything else. So, Uh, please check them out on the web, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant coming on the show, 702-586-7857. If you have something on your mind, something you want to talk about, Uh, we already got some full lines up. We got a few lines open, though. And uh, let's go to Cody first. He just called in. Cody, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? What's happening?
4: Um, I just want to give you a shout-out, man, like uh, your privateer challenge. That's really going to create some excitement in the LCQs. I have a feeling about. Well, I thought,
3: I was thinking $10,000, right? So, what we're doing, Yamaha, we're giving away a Yamaha YZ450, uh, decked up with a bunch of sponsors of the show. And it's on pulpmex.com, 20 bucks for a raffle ticket. And I was thinking, Cody, so what we're doing is all the guys, all the points from the LCQ, the people who do not make the main events, Gather points for all seventeen rounds. And at the end of seventeen rounds, uh eighty percent of the money is going to first place, fifteen percent the second, five percent the third. Cody, I thought this thing would get about ten grand. It's up to twelve. Wow, already. Yeah, and we got we got sixteen more weeks to go, dude. So like I heard some guys talk. Yeah, I heard some guys talking about like taking dives in the L C to make the mains.
4: Yeah, I feel like like halfway through the season, you know, once some points start getting established like, yeah, you're going to see people like this 6th, 7th, 8th place like going for it like it, you know, usually they'd probably ride around, play it right. safe, you know, not going to make it, but well, I'm feeling it, these LCQs are going to get exciting. Well, man. here's the thing though. Face.
3: Okay, so here's the thing though, and I was going back and forth with Villeman on Twitter about this. So, the 5th, so in the main event, they added two spots a few years ago. So twenty first and twenty second in the main event basically pay a hundred more than fifth in the LCQ and two hundred more than fifth in the LCQ twenty first and twenty second right from twenty first yeah. to twentieth is about a six hundred dollar jump um, so you want to you know so you get you get six hundred dollars more for twentieth and you get points of course you get a couple points um, so I guess privateers have to ask themselves if six hundred dollars in purse money and a couple points. Is uh is bigger than taking a dive for this money because, you know I guess eighty, let's say it's let's say it's fifteen grand right um and it's gonna be more than that let's say it's twenty grand, what's eighty percent of that like fifteen grand, right, something like that uh math's yeah. not my strong suit Cody but let's just let's go with fifteen grand so, yeah I mean you have to decide if six hundred dollars over the course of four or five races for. For pinning it is worth more than the say fifteen grand you can get.
4: Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, unless it's like early on anyway, I don't think guys are guys are still going to be going for the main. You know, what is it two grand to make the main?
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, well, like I said, the it's two grand for like twentieth, and then twenty first and twenty second are like eighteen sixteen hundred or whatever. It's slightly more than fifth.
4: Yeah, so you might. I mean, you might see it later on. Yeah with a few rounds left but I don't I don't feel like it's really going to play out until
3: I don't know what then, if you know dude what if their guys are on there like it's getting near Vegas it's New York or whatever and there's dudes just grabbing their brakes and then following in fifth place like that'll be epic because <laughs> Ralph and Ricky won't know what the hell to say or what the hell's
4: going on yeah I think we're going to see some East Rutherford action for yeah like fifth and sixth place all year long <laughs> I, I hope I hope so man uh, well anything else um yeah i had a quick question uh when i try to listen live i don't know if it's my phone or what but it just like skips around like i couldn't listen to the pulp show live and huh. i just tried this show um you know you know what I we know. did
3: we had some issues uh early in the pulp show on monday night and uh we fixed them about 30 minutes in um so we did have some issues on that and this this one should be all right i think so
4: yeah, it was it's still doing it today. Like, oh, okay. the Music before the show right, started, right. it was fine. And then as soon as you guys came on, it just. Huh. All right. No, doesn't man, work for me. We'll, we'll look I into it, man. It, thank you. Right on, bro.
3: Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for calling Fly Racing Moto60 Show, presented by Get Pro Taper and, of course, the folks at Maxis. Uh, by the way, taking your calls in the corner, holding things down. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's going on? Uh, Getting ready to go on a mountain bike with you and and Lissamore.
5: I'm excited. What did you think about Anaheim? Uh, I quite enjoyed it.
6: Uh, I thought the slight amount of precipitation added a nice little je ne sais quoi, you know, uh, a little something, Mm -hmm. a little extra. Uh, I liked it. It was
3: fun. Our our Tomac AC picks didn't quite work out. No, no. But uh, here's a question for you. Yeah. Who's better? AC rookie year or AC this year? Uh, I think, I think, uh, I think I see this year. I think he's, I think he's gotten better. He's gotten faster, more raw speed from him. But uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can check that out. Um, maybe throw that question to our guest even. Um, so thanks everybody for listening, appreciate it. Let's get to our first uh, guest of the night. Wygant is coming up uh, from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas, JT. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on? Oh, you know, re- recapping uh, Anaheim, uh, looking ahead to Glendale, and uh, Pulp Fantasy talk, of course, um, and the privateer challenge thing, which which Cody, who called in first, thinks that there will be dudes taking dives for this money.
1: Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, you got a lot of money out there that uh, could easily be manipulated, so that's fair.
3: That'd be great, right? That'd be fantastic.
1: People, people taking dives for it? Yeah,
3: like that would just be great. Oh, huh, all right. On TV. No, not so great? Fair enough. Sure. Okay.
1: Why not? I don't uh, know that they'll be on TV.
3: Uh, Glendale is uh, good track. It's just going like on like three straight years of an awesome track.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the the difference is if it's more dirt or big. I know the floor is really big, which helps a ton. Uh, they can push the bleachers back and really expand what they have to work with. Uh, but yeah, it's always good design. It seems like it's fast most of the time here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's creative, and this is uh, two in a row that there's a lot going on on each one.
3: Long rhythms. Long rhythms. Long start. It's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the start's not crazy long like we've seen sometimes here in the past. Uh, but, you know, average, and then it has the, the long left 180, which is by far the, the safest and the best, you know, first-term variation that I can think of. Um, you know, I think the big question for me will be how do they build the whoops? Uh, they're generally pretty difficult here. So we'll have to see. I think that could be the difference maker. Um, last year, Marvin had a really tough time and we got past several times in the whoops, just that one spot. So if they are difficult again, it could be a great place to make up time.
3: Absolutely. Two riders that I don't quite know about. I don't know. I want to see them again is Cooper Webb and Jason Anderson, both for obvious, for, uh, for other reasons. I, everyone else, I'm, I, I've got some things answered and, uh, you know, kind of figured things out and saw how guys rode and saw sort of where they were and all of that. Um, Chad was probably worse than I thought. Um, but Cooper Webb and Anderson are guys that I, I have no idea still what's going to go on. What do you think?
1: Well, the Jason Anderson one is super puzzling. Uh, the only thing I can point to is that, you know, he did have some sort of nagging injury because, you know, he rolled the triple multiple times. He jumped through the whoops multiple times, and those are just things that he doesn't do. Uh, that's not, you know, the, the champion that we saw last year, and that's not how he generally rides, wet or not. So I think there's more to it. I think they're trying to downplay it. Uh, I think he's healthy enough to ride, but I, I just don't think he's he's ready to, you know, be what he needs to be yet so yeah he's uh he's a question mark, you know um is there anything they can do better this Saturday than they did last saturday if we're correct on the the injury thing uh and then webb yeah man that was that was an incredible ride uh now he just has to do it when it's in the dry, so um obviously it would have been fun to see what he was capable of without a without a first turn crash or whatever, but um if he can be back in the mix and the Cooper Webb we knew from a few years ago. Uh, I know you don't subscribe to this theory where we're going to have kind of wide open and a bunch of winners, but uh, I saw reasons to think that it could be possible.
3: I mean, that'd be great. It'd be fantastic if we ended up with a season like 1990 or, or even uh, I think 95, maybe uh, 94. Um, but I just, yeah, it doesn't normally work. Right. So he, uh, it, which way do you think it's going to go? What do you think it's going to happen?
1: Like, or it... just the series overall?
3: No, no, just just those two guys. Anderson starts winning races again and all that, and Webb fits into 5-10? to 10? Or was Webb, Webb and, and Anderson weather-induced results?
1: Well, I think uh, for Webb, I, I think he'll be better than we've seen the last two years. I think he already maybe proved that. Whether that's good enough to contend for wins and and be on the podium consistently that's you know a yeah. different question
3: but he'll be better but he'll be better
1: yeah yeah i don't think there's any doubt i mean it would honestly other than a couple of mud races where he got on the podium it would tough to be a lot worse like he just was not good that was not a a good two year run he had you know over at at Monster Energy Yamaha so for me the Jason Anderson one is just injury dependent if he's fine and he just had he just you know was dealing with uh, the pressure of you know the red plate and ch- coming off the championship, or whatever. Then I fully expect him to be, you know, back on the podium at round two. But if there's an injury, then if we don't have any information to go on, then we're just going to have to guess at it. Because if if there truly is something wrong with him and and we're not getting any real information, how can we be expected to you know know what to expect?
3: Yeah, from what I hear, he's fine. I snuck, I did some digging a little bit and all that, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. but when you when you really look at his day, he wasn't good really at any point. Like there wasn't there wasn't anything where he could be like, Yeah, man, he was killing it at this time. Like in this practice he was so good, like that was he's fine. Like there was mm-hmm. just he just had a bad night. I didn't see that really at any point. I saw him get passed several times, which really rarely happens. I saw Cole Seely even get the best of him, which should be the biggest indicator of all. That really, you 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 can count on a couple things in racing, and that Jason Anderson is going to get the best of Blake Baggett and Cole Seeley. I don't I don't know why that is, but he has those two guys' number, and he definitely did not on Saturday night. Mm,
3: yeah, it'll be it'll be those two guys. I don't really know about. Um, Malcolm Stewart was good, man. Uh, Obviously, ran second for a long time. His fitness was better. He looks in better shape. I still thought he got tired, but when a, when you go down, you stall it, and then you go down, late, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're out of shape because that's, that's where all the adrenaline kind of comes out of you. And, and You know what I mean? So he looked a little tired. but I'm not going to start saying he's not in shape again, but he looked good, man. I want to see what he can do this weekend on a technical track.
1: Yeah, I thought he looked great. Um, I think, honestly, he may have won the race if he didn't hit the panic button when he saw Dino miss those two doubles. Uh, you know, he's coming up behind him, Dino screws the turn up, doesn't double, and Mookie is, is going to try to make the pass right there, and I think he just rushed it a little bit, and he missed the the rut with his rear tire, and it slid around on him. Uh, but I just think that's inexperience. An and, you know, in a main event, Mookie's really never been in that spot. You know, he's never been battling for the lead or really been a contender for the win at any point. So I'm sure he learned from it. And, you know, I'm sure the, the message after the race was, hey, just take a deep breath, calm down. Because if you look at what Barsha and Roxham both did, they both took their time and made their way to the front. There was no urgency. You know, they knew they had 21 minutes. And, yeah, they, they let the race come to them, I would say, a little bit more than Mookie did. And, and you see where that led to the results.
3: All right. Let's get, let's get to some phone calls. Uh, first up is... Uh Ryan. Ryan, what's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto60 show. What's going on?
5: Hey, uh, not too much. It's out here in Oregon. I had a couple questions for you guys about yeah. uh, Glendale. Um, first, a question was, uh, is this the weekend that we see Justin Hill find something bigger on these longer rhythm sections? And then second question, um, Carson Brown did really well in the Red Bull straight rhythm. Uh, you know does any of that transfer to the longer rhythm sections
3: what do you think jt
1: well we'll just have to see um i would like to see these uh these rhythm sections continue um and he was asking about carson brown right and hill yeah i justin hill is going to benefit from technical tracks carson brown I don't know that it's going to make a huge difference because I don't think his ceiling is nearly as high as Justin Hill or yeah right. So I think Justin Hill on the right track on the right night can win. Carson Brown is not going to be a podium contender just because the track is more difficult. So it's kind of apples and oranges, but regardless of that if they continue to make the tracks more technical, I think it's better for for everybody. It's better for the racing, it's better for passing. Uh I think the last few years, the tracks have been way too easy for what the bikes are capable of. Uh, And I don't think the tracks necessarily have to be dangerous to be difficult. So, uh, I like what I've seen so far. I haven't looked at all of the track maps yet, but I've kind of looked at one at a time, but uh, I'm pleasantly surprised so far.
3: Uh, Ryan, were you happy with uh, Carson Brown's ride at Anaheim? I thought getting in the main event, first tryout was pretty good.
5: Yeah, I'm a fan, but I didn't have him on my fantasy league. Uh, I, I screwed up there, but uh, my question about this weekend's track for JT: If he has seen the track map for this weekend, does it look like from the track map there's an opportunity for like Hill to find something like bigger than what other riders are willing to jump?
3: Have you studied the track map for that, JT?
1: Yeah, yeah. I wrote a column that comes out today um, where I kind of break the whole track map down. Uh, it's called staging area. But the biggest thing I noticed when I when I kind of went piece by piece was that there are a ton of opportunities for seat bounce triples out of corners. And depending on how they build the track, they can be easy. They can be really hard or they can be, you know, damn near where one person only does it, where where Stu was a guy where he would pull out these seat bounce triples out of corners where nobody else is willing to pull the trigger. So it all comes down to how they build it, what the angle is, how close the, the first jump is out of the corner. And we won't know any of that until, Uh, you know, we get there on Saturday morning and walk the track. But yes, when you talk about a guy like Justin Hill, he is a guy that can piece together something where everybody else is like, I'm not jumping that, you know, similar to what Weston Pike was saying uh, at our pulp show the other day is like, you know, he'll, he will jump things that uh, nobody else is even considering, or it's just like the risk reward is not there um but yeah i think i think you may be right you know and, and like i said it, it's all depend on how the track gets built so if they go really intense on difficulty level i think justin hill benefits you know he's one of the guys that benefits the most he along with maybe justin brayton
3: thanks Ryan. thanks for calling man appreciate it thank you
5: yeah uh jt i'll see you in oakland i'm doing your uh, vip program with my family nice right on man see cool. you there
3: thanks Ryan. appreciate it yeah. man uh let's go to cody cody you got a question about factory riders boots
6: Yes. So my, what I something I've been noticing lately is the amount of flex I see in some of these factory guys' Tech Tens, and then also that Fox Instinct that Roxin wears, specifically Roxin's Fox Instincts. They have a lot more flex I see than what I notice from wearing them myself or just seeing other people riding riding them. I'm wondering if you guys know anything about maybe they have custom-made boots or. What story is there? Um,
3: yeah, most of these top guys have custom stuff for sure. Obviously, the Tech Ten guys have been changing some things on the on the first run of the new Tech Ten to help flexibility. But JT, these things are pretty custom for these guys.
1: Yeah, there's things they can do. You know, the biggest thing I've seen is in the in the actual boot itself. They can kind of fit it towards for a guy's foot specifically. Uh, if you go to the Alpine Stars factory in Italy, which I I was lucky enough to do this past June they have foot molds that they make per rider and you can go into this one section of their uh basically their factory where they you know they customize everything and they have like a, um i don't even know the right term for it but if you go to like a shoe store and you see like a foot insert what's well, this plastic piece and every rider's foot has there's a like they're all labeled so like alex martin it's was an insole one I yeah
3: it's, it's an insole
1: yeah, his foot yeah. is tiny, okay. and we we're all we we're all kind of joking about how small that one was. And then you see like Chad Reed's, and I mean everybody in there, every athlete they have has you know this insole that they've they've custom built. So on the flexibility side, uh, I don't know about that. I'm not sure how they would go about that, other than maybe replacing some of the plastic pieces for leather. Uh, and but, I don't know how um, realistic that is.
3: But Cody, for uh, me, like in talking to these guys, they don't want a flexible boot. I mean, obviously, you need some flex in it, but the stiffer the boot for what these guys do landings and takeoffs and everything the better. So uh,
1: yeah. De- it depend- yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Well, there's yeah, a point. My, yeah. I think I kind of disagree a
6: little bit just from riding myself. The flex, the more more flex my boot has, it feels like it can feel my pegs more, and I can I can access my brakes and my shift lever a little bit easier than well, that's say a set of
3: yeah, but that's 10's different. 10's that's, a sole, that's a sole. That's uh, a sole. A softer sole than a flex, you know well, what I mean? I, I, so. I
1: think there's a fine line there. Like The difference between a Tech 10 and a Tech 7 for Alpine Stars, the Tech 10 has so much more ankle support, so you'll see pretty much everybody using a Tech 10 for Supercross. But then yeah. once the outdoors come, you'll see a lot of guys will opt for a Tech 7 just because it, it's lighter and it gives a little bit more freedom of movement. Uh, Not so, where I'm at. Yeah, I I prefer, if I'm going to wear an Alpine Stars boot, I prefer Tech 7 just because I don't ride Supercross anymore. The one thing on boots that I see done quite a bit, customization-wise, is on the insides of the boots, they'll have rubber pads or any kind of abrasive material that they can add traction so these guys can grip the frame and grip the bike. That's done quite a bit. So, you know, whether it's Chad Reed's Instincts or Eli Tomac's Tech 10s, I see that time and time again where they're, they're adding little bits and pieces here and there for Supercross because these guys squeeze the bike so much. They're trying to give them a little bit more feel and a little bit more traction to to manipulate the bike.
3: So in short, Cody, soles, uh, insoles, outer soles, f- ankle support, traction stuff on the inside of the boot. That's all. It's all modified. You know. Um,
6: so they got that. They got they got the cool
2: stuff.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Um, but uh, I know. You know, I know some guys that take uh, I think Josh Hill was Tech 7 guy in Supercross. He loved it. Um, so he was um, a guy that loves Tech 7. So they, they're out there a little bit. But um, yeah, so it's uh, it's customization, man. That's what it is. Thanks, Cody. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks man. Guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we got a question about Jason Anderson from Alex. Alex, what's up, man? What's your question?
0: Hey, I got a little bit of a rant about the media and the writers. Okay. Might be throwing a pigskin over the moon here, but Why can't, like, we saw Jason Anderson struggle. There's a rumor he's got a hurt wrist. Why can't he just come out after A1 and say, hey, look, I've been struggling with wrist injury. I'm okay. I'm okay to ride, but because A1, the pressure and the hype with the one plate and everything, you know, I couldn't kind of block out the pain that I was, and I kind of suffered a little bit in the main and everything, but I'm not going to give up without a fight. And then it gives the media to build a storyline out
3: of during the week well none of these guys uh, none, of, none of these guys want to admit it I mean Marv won't talk about his knee Jason won't talk about anything yeah. he's got um you know none of these guys want to really talk about it it, it is kind of b s for me because you know you want to talk and find out what's going on with these guys and all of that but i after the race I assure you before anybody got down to the pits Anderson was gone.
0: You yeah, know, and like, that's so, why we'll never be in NFL, because in NFL, if it's Wednesday morning and a guy walks off the practice field limping, it's breaking news across the screen. Well, that's, hey, yeah, but that's defensive linemen walking off, limping off, well, and they clear it up and say, hey, he's questionable for the week, but he's, nothing's broken.
3: A couple of things with that, though. There's people watching practice, so these practice tracks that the guys practice on are private. There's also millions of dollars of gambling at stake. Even though the NFL doesn't want to really admit that, you know, you got to know what's going on with the players for gambling reasons. So, I mean, JT, I, let's get your take on this. I, I just, if I'm a rider, there's two sides of this, JT. So, if I'm a rider, I'm being open and honest about whatever I'm dealing with, uh, just because I want to make myself out to be a bit of a hero if I do really well, and if things aren't going good, I want to let people know why. Uh, but our buddy Tim Ferry told me one time that if he knew. Kevin Wyndham was nursing a foot injury and it was late in the race and he knew that Windham was hurting. It would it would help him out mentally.
1: Yeah, I think there truly is two sides to it. I think you open your, you give yourself an opportunity to come out looking really good like we, to compare football, you know, the Brett Favre flu game was, it's legendary. Uh, we've seen McGrath win with the flu that people still talk about. So there's that side to it, but I do think, you know, in my own personal experience, if I knew a guy was just coming back from injury or if I knew he was sick or just like you said, if he had a hurt foot, it does give you a little mental boost because you're like, if I'm hurting and I'm tired and I don't feel good at this, you know, like we're on lap 16, I know he feels way worse than me. So that should give you a little bit of extra incentive to, like I should be able to go past that guy. So I get both sides. I wish that people were a a little bit more transparent because I think adding storylines, just helps the narrative and it helps you know get fan interest and, and give some something more to talk about and, and watch uh, I don't think you know for a championship it's going to change anything because if you're hurt your results are probably going to suffer and I don't think it really does you do any good to lie about why uh, but I don't see you know any anything that's going to change it like we don't have any, any union or any rules like it wasn't like Jason Jason Anderson was questionable going into the weekend officially questionable you know like we're just we don't have anything like that so if guys want to keep stuff yeah. a secret, they um, have every right to.
3: I like it, Alex. I like your question. Uh you want you want a fly racing pit jacket?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: All right, good Sweet. question. Stay on hold, okay? All right, we'll get you that jacket. Thanks. No problem. Fly racing pit jacket, JT. Um fantastic. I didn't know much about it, but Tits filled me all in, of course, on the products bonuses and <laughs> positives and everything else. So um all right, let's go to uh Brain's been on hold for a while. Let's go to Brain. Brain, what's up, man? How are you?
7: Happy New Year, boys. You too, man. 10 days 10 days late, but hey. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm late. And uh I do need to second by the way that uh the app is skipping a bit violently, so that's eh, just something to be aware of. Okay. Um anyway, um Steve, I know you're big on the Dylan, on the Ferandus AC train as far as uh West Coast Champions and stuff like that. Um yeah, I admit I've got some bias because of being friends with with Shane and stuff like that. I think no matter what he would he'll still win this, um, but is it mainly because of the speed and the flash? Because obviously those two those those two are faster than Shane. I mean, consistently, we all know that. Um, but is that is that the main reason for you guys thinking that those two are the are the are
1: the big ones for the championship? Well, it's JT's
3: just... JT's on on Sugar Shane's bandwagon.
1: You yeah, know? The, yeah, that's I don't. I said, I don't necessarily but. agree. And Supercross said they're they're faster than Shane. Uh, Outdoor is okay, nope. sure, but oh yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I would. I'm not saying either of us is right or wrong, but I would contest that it's a known fact that those two are are always faster than him. Shane Shane's won a lot and been at the front a lot over the last two seasons.
7: Sure, absolutely. Because I, I mean, I know those two those two seem to be the prohibitive the prohibitive favorites between between them. Um, between a lot of folks, I un-
0: think it's.
3: I mean, that's just my opinion. I think if you were to canvass the pits, those three are pretty equal.
1: Yeah, I think. Oh, we, yeah. You know, last after last weekend, maybe with Shane getting past at the end, but I think going in, there were a lot of people pointing to McElrath as you know maybe not the number one favorite, but one A or one B. Hey,
3: you know, hey, listen, Brain, you've been listening to this shows that I put out long enough. You know that I am captivated by these Haley's comets of riders, these brilliant, blazing you know riders like Stu and Stew. AC and you, you know you know how I yeah. how I roll that that's sure m- maybe it's a weakness of mine or whatever but that that stuff to me is just where you know that's what I get caught up in and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but um sure. yeah I think AC one lap for for life like one lap to save your life AC is faster than Shane 9 times out of 10 no doubt. you know yep. so
7: that's all well and and the other thing too is Daniel Blair has been talked about Monday night about um that he thinks, and, and like I said, I mean, I've talked to Shane with, about it playing before, that if uh, that if he went the championship, he thinks that he would get a, a factory ride. I'm scared that he's wrong on that because because of the lack of flash. Oh,
3: um, uh, yeah, and, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I, I didn't totally d- agree with Daniel either, you know? Right, and yeah. I knew that, yeah. Yeah, but um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see, man. Thanks the boys, for the call. Appreciate it. Enjoy, Glenda. I Thank think
1: uh, just to touch on what he was mentioning there, I think... From what I hear and see, I think KTM would be significantly interested in Shane. I think he fits the mold of who they, guys they like: quiet, reserved, hard worker. Uh, you know that Dunge role model. You know, kind yeah. Of, they just—they
3: uh, have to add a third guy, though. Then.
1: No, I know. I, yeah. I just think down the road here, right? I I could see them maybe not if they don't put him in that truck. Putting him somewhere that they have influence. I just think I think they like him quite a bit, and I don't think they have any interest in losing him. Um, Excuse me when he moves up.
3: Pulpamex Fantasy, I wanted to touch on that with you, JT, before we let you go because you were not on the podcast that we just put out, and we got a few calls about it too. Uh, Mike, you got a fantasy question?
8: Yeah, I do. Um, Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, what's up?
8: Okay, sweet. Um, Peg gets a negative one, so does that mean he has to get ninth to qualify for double points?
1: Yes, exactly, yep. Whatever his negative... Whatever, if you have a negative handicap, that basically just removes one of the spots that you're you're counting toward your top 10, so... Okay, and, uh, so Anderson has to get third to get no, double points? Sixth. sixth. He's a four. Uh, yeah, he's a minus four, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he'd have to oh, get I was six. Going, okay.
3: It always works and, off a uh, of 10, right? It works off a of 10. If you remember that, it can help you out.
8: Right, and then, uh, so last week, JT, do you remember saying tough road to hoe? Or tough road to hoe last week. Tough row, Podcast. tough road to hoe, R O W. Yeah. So this is proof that Ricky Carmichael listens to you guys because I'd never heard that in my entire life, and then Carmichael said it on one of Weege's shows last week. Oh really? I'm
1: pretty sure RC's Fine. our.
8: I'm no. Sure
3: RC's listening to no. You guys. No way. Not listening. No way. Ricky's not putting he the is- time in to listen to podcasts.
1: He if said it it he tweeted he was it. going to. He didn't tweet he was going to listen to podcasts. He said he was going to put the work in. He said he's not going to put the work in.
3: He's not listening to Steve Mathis, that's for sure.
1: Who's the number one media source in the sport? It's Steve goddamn
8: Mathis, so you're, of course he's listening.
3: You're damn right I am. No, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't think so. I, that could be, JT's from Florida, Ricky's from Florida, there you go. All right. All right, thanks for the call, though, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. All right, thank you. Uh, another question about fantasy, here we go. It's Shad. What's up, Shad? Uh, fantasy League handicaps for Plessinger and Savachi. Shad, do you want to talk about
8: yeah, yeah, I thought Savachi just sucked, and I thought Plessinger looked real good, but uh, it seems like you guys favored uh, Savachi more in the handicaps than you did Plessinger, even though Plessinger's an all-star.
3: Uh, let me see, Plessinger's a seven all-star, and Savachi
8: He was a three, yeah, but and then Savace was a He has to be, he has to be so an all-star he's because four. he's top eight. In-
3: yeah, so Plessinger was not an all-star last week.
8: No, uh, I no, I understand all that. It just seems like you would have uh, punished, you know, Sabacci a little more, gave him a higher handicap because he sucked, and you don't know where he stands at well, all. Well, he was a three and last week. Good. He, he
3: was a three last week, and now he's a four.
8: Yeah, I, I just figured he'd be, like, higher up in the handicap. Cause he what sucked did, what did you expect? No one knows where he is. He ain't heard much talk on him or anything. Except what would you expect him to be? I
1: uh, you know, seven maybe two. Oh. Yeah.
8: Seven or eight. He got sixteenth. Well that's why I figured he'd be higher, because like LeMay got eighteenth and he's a nine.
1: Right, but LeMay was an eleven before. So we're trying to make small increments based on the results. So yeah. Savachi going Savachi going into the race was a three. He gets sixteenth, so we move him back to a four. LeMay going uh-huh. in was an eleven. He gets eighteenth so we move him to a nine we're trying uh-huh. to incrementally move them towards their their previous week's result. Um, you know, a guy like Pussinger, he was terrible all day. He didn't do anything until it started raining. I mean, he was in the teens in qualifying. Everybody that I talked to was like, "Man, he doesn't look good. Like that's that was not a good afternoon uh-huh. for for Aaron." Uh Yeah. So we don't have a choice with the All-Star stuff. He's got to be he's got to uh-huh. be an All-Star cuz he's top 8. <clears throat> no, I understand
8: so. that, yeah. Uh uh-huh. But but like I don't know. Yeah. I thought Flut and Jerris looked better. That's all. all right. Well, in the mud, sure. No, but, I, I
1: don't disagree. but, in the mud, but it's not going to be muddy. It's not going to be muddy on Saturday.
8: Yeah. How you think? How you think both of them will do? Because Sabachi's got me. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's. The, I know he always got a good ride and lights and high expectations and everything, and he's done good at Monster Cup. But I just don't believe in him that much.
3: Yeah, clearly. I can,
1: I can pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to put him an eight when he got 16th.
3: Right. Uh, I think Savachi will be a uh, seven to ten guy.
1: Yeah, he qualified pretty well during the day. Like, he was on the board. You know, he bounced off of the board multiple times. If you ask me who had a better qualifying day, I think it was easily Savachi. But, you know, when the rain fell and the and the checkered flag came out, Plessinger was way ahead of him, so... You know, some of our some of this stuff, we're trying not to make drastic jumps. You know, if we thought Savachi was a three, whether he gets, you know, 10th, 13th, or 18th, we're trying not to make massive jumps based off of one week. We still feel like he is somewhere between 12 and 15 on, on an average weekend. I do think he'll be a little okay. bit better than that based off of what I saw in practice, but we can't make wild, wild moves on these guys because – you know just one bad race doesn't change their their whole race outlook, um so yeah we'll we're gonna we're gonna learn more on these guys too. We got to remember that these are two rookies, and we don't have a ton of four fifty to go off of um but yeah the the last thing we wanna do is is take a guy that you know we think was a three non handy or non all star and then move him six seven eight spots i don't I don't think that's necessarily the way to go.
3: thanks, Chad thanks for playing, man. appreciate it. thank you.
1: Yeah, love it. Thank All you. Right,
3: thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh Noah, you got a goggle question?
5: Yeah. Um, so I was actually sponsored by Dragon through Hook It for the last few years. Yep. And I've noticed that like their selection has been absolutely terrible, like at least last year. And I also noticed this weekend that Anderson was running Oakley rather than Dragon now.
3: So Bro, you didn't you get you didn't else? get the you didn't get the news, did you? No. Dragon is done with Moto.
5: That, that's kind of what I was thinking, <laughs> honestly. Yes, Dragon that's is done I, with
3: Moto. So the Spy is also done, I guess. So Spy's done too? Yep. Just, Shit, ex, that's just X I, Brand.
5: That's, just, just X Brand, bro. That's who I upped with for this year.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sp- Sealy oh, switched boy. 100%. So um, just uh, get X Brand and be happy. You'll never be happier. EKSBrand.com. All right. Alright, thanks buddy good. Thank you Thank you I don't think I sold the one experience, on JT I really don't He didn't sound like uh,
2: you gave it, You gave it your best shot I did We'll have to see Yep.
3: Uh, Kurt, more fantasy Supercross pick Pulpomex Fantasy talk What's up, man?
6: Kurt Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, what's happening? Hey, what's going on? Not much um, Yeah, so you know How you guys always say uh, You can't win a championship The first round But you can lose one And I think I probably Did that after A1 I'm pretty sure. Why? Well, I scored a 180, and I just—oh my god, it's terrible. Yeah, you beat you beat Mark.
3: No, you beat Marks.
6: (laughs) Yeah, not by much. Um, what what um,
3: what was that? Your first week playing?
6: Well,
1: no, I've I've played, I've played previous years. Okay, all right. Yeah, no,
3: I'm just checking to see if maybe you didn't get it or you didn't understand it or, or whatever. He
1: was he was trying to say that you no one that had ever played before could get 180. Yeah, don't pre- let him get away. Pretty with much.
3: That. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
7: yeah, basically. Did you no, let your Did you
3: eight. let your dog make your picks? <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. No, oh. I'm gonna. I'll say I let my wife.
3: That's okay. What What'd you get? What who'd you have? I, I mean,
6: I, I had uh, AC, Carson Brown, Dylan Merriam. That's good. Oh, Merriam's on. Yeah, and Jacob Hayes. So. Well,
3: okay, three out of four is good.
6: Yeah. I think my my two fifty was better than the four fifty. My four fifty was AJ Cannizzaro, uh Chad Reed, Ken Roxton, and um Kyle Chisholm. So Yeah, that actually I kinda got I'm
3: actually surprised you did that bad. Those that isn't that terrible of a team. You got you got six out of eight in mm-hmm. the main. Um But yeah, I guess Chisholm didn't make the double point standard that he needed, and Reed didn't do that great. Um, Well, hey, look, man, you can still go for weekly prizes.
6: Right? Yeah, definitely, definitely gonna try boosting them numbers up next week, and I guess a good thing.
3: Here's the thing. Here's, Here's here's what we've been saying on our podcast, and JT will agree with this. Like, get eight guys in the main. You don't need to kill it every week to do really well in the game. You just need to be consistent with eight dudes in there, get a good score, move on to the next one. Like our winner guys, our average points for the winners of the bikes wasn't that high. They just were really good every single week. Right, JT? Like it's –
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because we asked – you know, we talked to the winner, and he's like, yeah, you know, I I didn't have any crazy good weekends. I would, you know, finish somewhere around, you know – 20 30 40 overall each weekend. I'm like I don't think I did that once. Like out of you know the thousands of players like I, I don't think I was there once and you're doing it a weekend and week out. So that viewpoint may be skewed a little bit. Yeah, sir, he didn't win any weekends, but if you're finishing in the top 20 or 30 every weekend, like you're killing it.
3: but get eight guys in. Right. Get eight guys in.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. something I have screwed up on badly is is I was getting six and seven guys a weekend and it didn't matter how good they did, I was screwed already. So Um
3: this weekend, for four fifties, I mean, you can go Anderson, Brayton, Sealy or Baggett, and an all-star, and you'll be fine.
6: Probably yeah, that's the only good Probably. thing about. <laughs> but yeah, the, the only good thing about the light of that was I was like, well, I can pick Tomac, I can pick Malcolm, I can pick these other guys or Wilson that can actually help benefit instead of you know picking all them guys in the first round. So,
3: right. Right. Um, but. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, all right, anything else?
6: No. Um, when, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, thanks for the uh, Firepower chain the other night on Monday night. I appreciate it. Oh,
3: sweet. Uh, good to hear. Uh, yep. Firepower. How are you guys. Great guys. Thanks, yep. man. Appreciate it. Thank have you. Have a good one. Uh, Jason Thomas on the show. JT, when it comes to fantasy picks, um, are you going to play it safe like I am?
1: I'm going to make sure I have eight guys in. Uh <laughs> I didn't I knew when I picked my team at, you know, it was what, six forty or something, I was sitting in the stands and I'm like, Okay, I'm done, I'm I'm completely done and and I'd picked my team maybe an hour and a half before then, but I gave it one last look to make sure there wasn't something I needed to change. And we've been trying to get these done earlier because we do the uh, the expert pick, so I don't wanna have a team and then, you know, pump fake everybody and change it at the last minute. So I gave it one last glance over and uh, I I was very confident I would get eight guys in the main event, but I was also very confident that I wouldn't win anything, you know, on the weekend. So my goal was just to have a solid opening weekend and then maybe I'll find some opportunities here and there to, to take some risks. Uh, you know, I didn't pick Jess Pettis for that one particular reason. I was scared he wouldn't qualify. He obviously killed it. So when I look back over the weekend, there were there were easy ways I could have gotten a lot of points but I was just bound and determined to not take any big chances either.
3: Pettis's pick trend was like 27% or 21% or something. Pretty low.
1: Yeah, man, he's only made one main event ever, right? And most people aren't there to watch practice which I was and I should have known better because he was just killing it. Uh, so when you, when you take those things into account and maybe you look at the lap times, you're like, ah, maybe it was just a one lap, you know, fluke or whatever. I should have just trusted my gut because he looks so damn good in practice. He was just head and shoulders better than everybody else in the, in the non seated version. So um, I take, I take some of the blame for it, but I've also seen Jess have some really, really tough times, you know, trying to get into the mains and making mistakes. So whatever it, it is, what it is, it's all calculated risk.
3: The, but like I was saying, for the 450 class this weekend, uh, you can go Anderson, Brayton, Seeley, and or Baggett, or Brayton, Seeley, Baggett. They're, if you want Brayton, Seely Baggett, Anderson's got to get a six or better to be double. And maybe he's off. You know, Maybe that doesn't happen. But you go Brayton, Seeley, Baggett, and they all have to do eighth or better, pretty good there for double points.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the rough results from Anaheim certainly certainly opened some opportunities for, for, uh, for Glendale. You know, the tough part is that we don't know what's wrong with Jason Anderson if there is anything wrong, you know, so. I
3: don't think there that, is. Dan and Paul no, that's saying, what I'm saying yeah. But
1: we don't know. Yeah. We, I mean, for me to watch that main event and watch what he was doing out there, that's really difficult for me to say the defending champ who I just watched put 17 rounds together and look super solid and then come off of the offseason where he just killed everybody, come out there at Anaheim and do that. Without something being amiss. That's really tough for me to accept and just be like, Yep, absolutely, no question in my mind. He was just off.
3: Like you know, I don't know. You know who you sound like? Everyone in nineteen ninety eight talking about Fro.
1: Yeah, but I mean, clearly there was some stuff going down with Fro in 1998, so who No,
3: knows. I know, but I'm just saying, remember, yeah. do you remember Fro's yeah, I, I title remember, defense? Absolutely.
1: He went backwards the A- entire race.
3: Every almost every weekend he went backwards and everyone yeah. was going, "What in the hell is going on?" He had some badass looking shift gear, number 1, you know, he looked looked great and it yeah. just it wasn't happening for him. So, in no way do I think that that stuff's going on with Anderson off the track like it was with Fro, but right. but that's exactly what people were saying, like, "What the hell?"
1: Yeah, but you I've know? never seen Anderson do that. Like that's never been his mo. Even when he's off, he he should have been like yeah. you know five six something like that. But um, he didn't look good ever. He didn't look good in practice. He didn't look good in the heat race. He didn't look good in the main event. It was a very weird day.
3: Uh, did you um, well, something you know well is uh, Dortmund is this weekend in Germany? It's the final round of that series. So Ryan Breeze, Tyler Bowers, two guys that were in Anaheim one main event uh, will be there, and they're so they're going to miss Glendale. And on the Fantasy Podcast, we pretty much said Alex Ray is going to grab one of those spots. Who do you think grabs those two spots?
1: Well, you know, A. Ray is obviously one that's going to be going for it. You know, uh, 7 Deuce Deuce, the formerly known 7 Deuce Deuce was, you know, he was really close to making the main event there as well. So you got to think those two will be in the mix. Uh, but there are a ton of guys who just had a, a really rough go and, and bad LCQs, Q's. Uh, Zero and a few other guys. And then you look at a guy like Carlin Gardner, can he back up that performance? So that's another spot that could be up for grabs as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a super deep field. But having said that, there will be opportunities for, you know, let's say three, four guys that uh, maybe not they're, your, they're not your main event mainstays, but they have, certainly have a chance to get in this weekend.
3: So, would you stamp A Ray?
1: You know, A Ray is his own worst enemy. Yep. He is incredibly fast and he should be in every main event realistically with the speed he has, but he gets in his own way. He crashes, he makes bad decisions, he gets bad starts at times. So, yes, do I think he should be in the main event? Absolutely, but I don't think you can ever guarantee it with A-Ray.
3: All right, well, so you didn't really give us – you didn't give us any two guys that you think. You kind of ran down a bunch of guys.
1: I, I mean, A-Rays for sure won. Like I said, he should be in every single main event. Uh-huh. I, I I really truly believe that. But I'll give it to, uh, to Antic Knapp. He rode well. He just wasn't quite fast enough to uh, to hold Chisholm off. So those two, to me, jump jump off the page as guys that should be in the main event.
3: All right, JT, we're going to let you go. We're going to try to uh, wrangle up Wygan and find out what's going on with him. He's been MIA. Okay. But uh, thanks for coming. Uh, fly Racing uh, in, the, in the pits, 5 o'clock. Or 4 o'clock? Do we know? 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, because Max is yeah. four before. So. Um, 5 o'clock, if you're in Glendale, come by the uh, WPS Fly Racing display. Myself, Wygant, JT, and a Fly Racing rider will be there. We'll discuss practice and look ahead to the night show. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. Like I said, at the Supercrosses, uh, if you need gear, light hydrogen line, the Evo line, uh, many, many lines of gear. They got four lines, I think five lines of gear. Uh, flyracing.com, they'll have uh, something that'll work out for you. Um, for your style or whatever, and exciting things coming for Fly. Beginning of next month, you'll stay tuned for that. That'll be that'll be really cool. Also, to uh, get ECU's four strokes, two strokes, uh, they have the get. Jump start system. That's uh, really cool. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on board. Uh, Monster Energy Yamaha using Get as well. If you want a discount on Get, email the show using the contact form on pulpamex.com, We can get you that. Uh, also, too, uh, we want to talk about ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Uh, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, uh, all using uh, ProTaper. And uh, we thank those guys for coming on board, whether it's 7 eighths bar, whether it's the oversized Bar, uh, whatever it is, ProTaper has you covered. And Max's tires, we're still giving, looking to give away a set of MXST tires developed by the King jeremy mcgrath aj canzar running maxis at anaheim and, and at all the races he'll be repping privateer power with uh with the maxis uh let's go to some more phone calls here and uh first up is uh jonesy jonesy what's up man how are you hey doing
7: good i like how this turned into the fantasy show part two don't mind that at all
3: yeah i i don't know i wonder i wonder if people i wonder what people think right i don't i don't know
7: i think by the the Collins. It's obvious what people think. It's all about
3: that. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know what uh, I don't know what to say. Like, if people are into that or not. I mean, we got a ton of players. People are really into it, but I don't want to make it too much of a fantasy show. But sure, yeah.
0: So
7: uh, Blair uh, threw a something out from left field on uh, Monday about
4: Is there any teeth there, or is that just Rumorville stuff?
3: That's just r- no, it's st- strictly Rumorville stuff. It's crazy, I, I, but... I don't see Kawasaki let him go. I just don't. They've had him forever. They love him. They, 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 You know, they love the way he acts and the way he is. And I just don't. I just, I don't see Kawasaki letting him go. If Joey kills it, they'll put a third guy in the truck. You know what I mean? I just yeah. don't see it happening. Now, obviously, maybe Honda throws a bunch of money at the kid, and uh, and they have an opening, and Roxanne and him get along, are great, and all of that. So maybe that happens. But I don't see it, man. Not without a fight. I just really don't.
2: Blew my mind a little bit just thinking about
3: that. I was, I was, Blair's, the, the Blair's the king of like throwing things at the wall.
2: So, some got
3: a Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks, Jonesy. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
2: Have a good one. Bye.
3: Uh, thank you. Uh, second caller right now, 702-586-7857 wins a set of Maxxis MXST tires, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro. Uh, let's get to our next guest. He's jumping in, filling in for Wygant. Paul Parabinos from ProTaper. What's up, man? How are you? I'm here. How's it going? Uh, blame Wygant for this sudden sudden appearance.
2: I will, I will, um, well, I, I would say I'd make him pay me something, but I know that's out of the question, so
0: I'll <laughs> right. think of
2: something.
3: Right, that's exactly it. A lot of fantasy questions already today, um, And but so but the fantasy podcast is up and out, so please take a listen to that and uh, and listen to uh, what Paul and Dan and I uh, go over and everything else. Um, a guy called in, he was not happy with the handicappers, he said you guys have not punished Savachi enough for his, his ride, so uh, JT, yeah, yeah. Try, try to let him down, but...
2: Not going to be able to make everyone happy. So.
3: Right, right. Exactly right. Uh, and obviously, um, coming into Glendale, great track all the time, Paul. Fantastic track. I hope it keeps it up. Um, what are your thoughts about this weekend?
2: Yeah, I, I've been looking at the track a lot. Um, I've actually never been to the stadium, so I'm quite excited to go. What? But, um, You've never been? Like a, I've never been to Glendale.
3: No. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I'm excited because I, I haven't heard a single bad thing about it. So, um, But, yeah, I'll be in that area tonight already. Um, I've been in Arizona all week, taking the temperature of the ground, trying to get a good feel for the place. Um, and, yeah, the, the track looks fun. It looks like I hope it's going to be difficult. I hope um, the layout isn't just going to be easy, but I don't think that's going to be the case. It looks long. It's going to mm-hmm. have challenging rhythms. I'm, uh, I'm very, very excited for the track. I It's going to be cool.
3: Like Hill and Brayton just rubbing their hands together.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I hope it's a difficult. Yep. Yep. Um yep, I think it's gonna be cool. Uh, 250
3: class. Let's let's uh, cover that real quick before we let you go here on the uh, Fly Racing um, uh, Moto 60 Show presented by Pro Taper, Get and Maxis. Uh, 250 class. Uh, a guy called in earlier and uh, and he and he, he nailed it. He said, Mathis, why are you so seduced with AC and Ferrandis and and you don't look at Shane and uh, this and that and, and I admit I, I'm I'm captured captivated by these guys that are like flashy fast, right? But McElrath, I mean, I would put him. If I were to divide this title up, I mean, I'd give each guy thirty-three percent chance of getting this title. Like Macaroth, solid, uh, but myself, I lean towards the flashy guys.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you de- you're, you're, a, I think you're, you're obviously a very big fan of Adam. He's your friend, so I think a lot of your heart lies there. But yeah, you can't discount Shane. I mean, he was in this title fight for a long time, and I'm not saying you are, but. Um, but uh, I, I don't know that I would divide it up that way. I really do think Colt Nichols is gonna is gonna be a factor for this title. Yeah, I guess I um, should you know have meant going
3: into the. I, I I sorry, I should have meant going into the weekend. Yeah, Nichols definitely adds to this now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think it's I think we're gonna be in for a great West uh, uh, so, series because you know those five guys uh, all in their head want to mm-hmm. win this title. I think, and you know, including R.J. in this mix and. Uh, we could see a lot of mixing up of those guys, I think.
3: Okay, so going into Anaheim, Nichols and RJ were a little bit behind those three guys that we talked about. D- even though it was raining and and you know kind of crappy out, does Nichols ride in Anaheim bump it up for you as far as like, hey, this guy's ready to go, it's ready to go, or does he have the same percentage in your mind of winning this that he did before?
2: no no he's he's gone up in my mind because you know uh he was fast in the off season like he was the guy at the yamaha track from everybody i've talked to he was the quickest um and we've heard that before from cole and we've seen his flashes of brilliance in the past before but but getting that first win that getting over that hump and doing it in the fashion that he did like um if he stays I, 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 I yep. think it's going to keep rolling. Okay. I think he is going yep. to become a huge thorn in the side of the guys that have this, have their eyes on winning this title. They're going to have to go through this guy,
3: right? So yeah, just every week in the mix, winning podiums, all that kind of stuff. In your eyes, oh yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, who Hayes was pretty good uh blows was pretty good veteran guys looking to you know break into supercross again and make some marks um who else caught your eye further back like Marchbanks was sixth quiet race for him but but solid good result and hayes and blos were arena cross guys that i thought did pretty well was there a dude and again you were working for dean wilson so you know you were very very busy but who else sort of impressed you on paper
2: um i think i thought march banks was 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 really good. I mean, uh, just when you think about when you think about when you when you think about finishes of rookies over the years, um, sixth is really good. Uh, I know what Dean got at his first race, uh, and if you look uh, back at a bunch of guys, you know, six is really good. So Mm -hmm. I think that's. um, I I would say he caught my eye the most, and it was a difficult track conditions, and A one is tough for a rookie uh, a lot of these rookies debut on the east coast a lot of times so yeah. um i thought he was i thought that was impressive so i think he could also get into that top five mix.
3: Uh, um so let's talk about dean wilson you wrenched for him this weekend of course you worked for him won a national championship with him um you got a full-time job at pro taper you are busy with pulp mix fantasy you yeah you're a busy guy so how long are you going to do this for Parabinos?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, right now I just told him the first three, but, uh, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to help him as long as it's within my power to do so. And, uh, I mean, Dean feels comfortable with me around and, and I, I believe in what he's capable of. I've never have stopped believing in that. And, um, you know, I'm not a, I'm definitely a rusty wrench when it comes to being a mechanic, but, uh, I think my strengths are just, being in the right frame of mind and the mental state and kind of like i guess you'd call it game day flow like there's a lot of decisions you're presented with as the day goes on and 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 choices that you make and i think that's where me and dean work the best together and we get the best out of each other so honestly it's fun um and i'm helping a good friend and i would do it for any of my close friends any you know any of yeah. my close friends i'll do anything for them so uh so yeah it's just uh we're just we're just going to keep doing what we're doing because you know so far so good
3: dude it almost was a cinderella story you had to have been sitting in mechanics <laughs> area going what the f right now
2: <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty crazy um honestly i i the big focus i always kind of put on is getting a start and I, I as long as he continues to get starts which i a hundred 100 believe he will and can uh-huh. um everything else kind of sorts itself out there he is he has the fitness the speed everything else to do to do what it takes to win races and be on the podium and you have to get starts to do that so um i think that goes for everybody there might be a select few that can do it without starts mm-hmm. that's probably like tomac um or maybe barsha but um but yeah so i don't know just gonna keep trying to do the best best we can do
3: what uh what was it look i i ranked for a ray a few years ago and i didn't do probably half of the work that you actually did i hated it i couldn't remember (laughs) how much work i remember i couldn't see shit from mechanics area it was way more work than i thought i was a little more nervous than i thought i would be and uh yeah it was all of that coming back to me and and what about you
2: um believe it or not i wasn't nervous at all i wasn't even nervous during the main event i i I don't know why I wasn't okay. but um yeah, yeah. but I, I honestly I really enjoyed it. It's a chance for me to get back in the trenches a little bit and, and see how the sport has evolved a bit down there. There's things that I can learn down there that I can apply to my job at Pro Taper and, and continue to help um develop and make really cool products for that brand and, and, and extend my knowledge base a little bit and uh, honestly it was fun. Everybody was everybody was so cool. I you know, all those people down there are my friends. I've worked amongst them for years before yep. and it was really cool to see them all again and everyone was really um supportive and, and happy to see kind of me and Dean back together and see me down there. It was cool. And, and I, it was nothing but a weekend of smiles. It was, uh, it was really fun.
3: What was the more work than you remembered on the bike or, um, or anything?
2: You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, we switched some suspension for a bit. We changed tires. I kept the bike clean. We bled some brakes and clutch and whatnot. Uh, we had a pretty good weekend. I mean, Dean has matured a lot as a rider. He's not as much work now as he used to be. Uh Um, he's really, he's really good on the clutch, uh, and the brakes. He rides the bike a lot differently than he used to back then. So, honestly it doesn't it didn't honestly didn't feel like work to me it's just it it was exciting because i got to spend the day with a with a close friend and that's that's what we did so many years ago and i i enjoyed getting a chance to do it again
3: we we talked to dean on on Mm -hmm. monday obviously he led 14 laps but he didn't end up on the podium immediately after the race elation or a little disappointment at what could have been he was pissed. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah. He was. Right.
2: He was pissed off, and honestly, I loved it. I yeah. love that he's pissed off because right. Um, right. to me, to me, in his head, he knows where he belongs, and that's where I, in my head, I believe where he belongs. So, right. um, I love that. He, I love that he was pissed. So, um, but the cool thing about Supercross is you get a chance to try again the very next weekend. So, yeah, uh, that's what we'll try. Uh,
3: Paul Parabino's mechanic. To Dean Wilson, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for jumping in and saving us. Uh, JT had to go, and Wygant well, was MIA. So uh, appreciate that. Um, ProTaper dot everybody, please check them out. If uh, if if you see Paul running around the pits, he's probably trying to deliver product and talk to people about product and be a wrench this weekend at Glendale. So it's lots of fun. Um, exciting things for ProTaper coming soon. Next few months, yeah.
2: Um, you know. Maybe even maybe even in the next
0: couple weeks. Oh wow, people okay. might.
2: The right. real, the real people, the people that really pay attention to a lot of things, they might see something Ooh. Um, that we're working on here in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited for it because it's been on my plate for over a year now. Yeah, actually, no, it hasn't. It hasn't been that long, but yeah, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, and uh, yeah, feel free to come by Dean Wilson's setup and say hi to me and yell at him. Yell, at, time to yell at Paul
3: about handicaps. And. Yell at Paul about handicaps if you want.
2: Yeah, please, please, I'd love to hear all that. Right. And uh, yeah, I wish everybody good luck with fantasy as well. Cool. I, I hope I do better because I didn't do so good.
3: No, absolutely not. I, I'm telling you, Lars and I were very much enjoying. <laughs> you're stressing over over trying to work <laughs> on the bike and figure out who you're going to pick. So,
2: yeah, um, you guys might be correct. Right.
3: Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it, man. All right. Bye. Thanks. See you. Uh, that's it, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 show for another week. Glendale coming up this weekend. Next weekend. Is it Anaheim too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm two next weekend. Uh, thanks for calling, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks to Jason Thomas. Thanks to Paul Parabinos, Fly Racing, Get Pro Taper, Maxus on board with this show. Tits. Yes, sir. Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. See you next week, Hi, everybody.